Hi everyone. Hi everyone. Good morning. Good morning. What a morning. <laughs> you had your Cuban coffee. Yes. At 5.30 in the morning. Oh, well, even earlier than that. It is 5.30 in the morning now on a Saturday because that is commitment, my friends. Yes, it is. And episode five about mental health is coming your way. Hey guys, again, uh, 5.30 in the morning. Indeed, on a Saturday. Que emocion. Yes. Que emocion, que emocion. Welcome, welcome to Spectrum Mummies. And we will be talking about mental health. Uh, all the ins and outs. And we're going to be probably talking about this. Ongoing. Ongoing. Absolutely. Because it is a thing. Mm -hmm. It Absolutely. is a thing. So not just mine, but everybody's. Listen, <laughs> I ain't saying. No. I can agree to it. I can come to grips with it. I feel like admitting is the the first step. The first step. <laughs> Holy shit! But anyways. But anyways, <laughs> volvemos a los espejuelos. Entonces, before we start. Back to school. How excited are you? <laughs> I, I, I talk about it and I'm like, whoo. <laughs> Listen, first of all, I feel like it, I can't believe summer's over for the kids. But at it the went same, quick. It, went, it really went quick. But at the same time, I am just like so ready. I know. It's, it's been real. It's been very challenging. Um, I, I can speak for like our situation at home it's it's usually very difficult these changes especially in the summer and no right. structure and and all of that but um it is the first year in a very long time that i haven't had a support system at home um my husband is working and i am home with the kiddos thank goodness that i've had Ide that has helped me immensely with chloe Sometimes taking her to school, uh, to camp, and my sister as well. So I'm very grateful for that. But it's been real. <laughs> it it's really been a minute. Oh, yeah. It's been a minute. Yes. And, you know, uh, a lot of people, they don't realize how, uh, with, with a typical child, you go through the stages of, you know, let's hurry up. And, you know, summer needs to be over. You need to go back to school and all of right. that. It, you know, all of us go through that. But with special needs mm -hmm. and, you know, all across the board. Right. You know, like she said, structure, uh, out of routine. When they go back, the first couple of weeks can be a little challenging for them. Right, right. Well, it's, it's like any change. It's yeah. like any change. I know that for us, it you know, we've always struggled with the summers and with uh, breaks. Even when there's like one day off, it's, it's yeah. definitely a shift. Mm -hmm. but for about seven or eight years I've had help and you know I I lost the services with the with our PCA right before summer on the, like the mm -hmm. last week of school and that same week we also lost the services with our ABA provider so everything kind of just happened at the same time when we were already gonna have these changes 
in routine so everything really just happen at the same time so it's i yeah it's, i'm it's really been looking a little forward. bonkers yes for her mm-hmm. unfortunately mm-hmm. i wish i could do more for her no but um, it's just and it's it's a process but um on top of mm-hmm. the change of the summer right then he doesn't see all these people that came true. to their house true and he he's nonverbal right so you don't know what's going on through true. his head true. like what's going on where where's everybody where, exactly where, what happened i i see this person i see this person and even that is like it's it's almost sad or like heartbreaking for me because i don't know what he's feeling and and there's no way that i can possibly know but i can imagine that that is part of what's going on it's just been really difficult especially with the pca provider who he's had in his life um for over eight years i mean that's that's huge yeah, it so is. it's just a lot of changes. Changes are very difficult. Changes are difficult for anyone. Yes. Um, but then when you have a child on the spectrum and a child who is nonverbal, you really don't, they can't even express what they're feeling um, from those changes. So it's, I mean, I know that with Angel, changes are very difficult as yeah. well. And, and, and they're two very different kids mm-hmm. transitioning and, and all of that is, is, is difficult, yeah. to say the least. And with Angel, he's excited to be a 10th grader. Um, he, you know, I got him the, the uniforms and I said, let's, let's try them on. And you see him like, okay, you uh-huh. know, he, he like models it. it. Yeah. See, you know, he was trying them on at first. He was like, not now, mommy. Uh-huh. And I'm like, okay, fine. Then. <laughs> but then, you know, we put him on and then, you know, he, he was kind of like, well, you know, you know, you see, he's a teenager, so he doesn't ever do anything when you want them to do it. I know. That's just teenage life. You know, I got two of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yes. But anyway. Um, Although I feel like Chloe is, um, she's only nine. But in a. <laughs> I can only imagine how, Just how my, she's going to be. My sister-in-law was um, at the house. I don't know if I told you this. My sister-in-law was at the house a few weeks ago. And they're very similar. Um, very similar. And, you know, I have known my husband since my sister-in-law was five. So I remember her very well in that age. And um, their attitudes are, have been, we've always noticed the similarities. And um, she comes up to me in front of my sister-in-law and says, can I borrow your phone? Now, this girl has an iPad. She has, a, she has an iPhone 13. So her phone is better and newer than mine. And she has an iPad. So why is she taking other people's electronics i don't know i kind of knew already why but i said to her um sure i figured maybe she was out of battery because she's not very good with charging them ha she gets that from me but she's like okay thank you and she grabs my phone and i said to her but not tiktok i don't think it's appropriate for her to be on tiktok without supervision i don't right so she said just because a lot of stuff that's posted i just don't think it's appropriate for children you know without yes you know, uh, supervision. And she stops at her, tra- like I stopped her at her tracks. She was already on the way to her room and she's like, it's almost like she was thinking, yikes, that was close. Like, Damn. She's so then she goes, okay. And then she, she turns around and she brings me the phone. She goes, but can we go on TikTok later? And I'm like, but, it, and then my sister-in-law looks at me. She goes, oh my God. Like, but it was just with the attitude that she said it that, yeah. So, 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, It's going to be interesting. Yeah, it is. It is. Um, Again, back to school is we we get excited, Mm -hmm. but we also, and we look forward to just hand them over to somebody else. Right. I know it sounds mean, but it's the truth. Hey, listen. Hey, I saw um, one of these uh, uh, influencers, Mm -hmm. a mom mom Mm -hmm. that I follow, and she said about, um, I can't wait for for back to school. Oh, my God. She was there talking, you know, whatever. And she's like, because I am... I, I need time. Right. I, 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 you know, they, I love them, but they're annoying and this and that. Whatever. Oh, I saw that. You saw it, I right? saw that and she was being um, attacked or whatever. Like people were upset because she said that they're annoying. <laughs> and it was hilarious because her response was, was epic. I don't know if you yes. saw the response. Yes, but I saw her the response. response was like, if you think your kids are not annoying, I have news for you. They are annoying. I see them all the time, and they are annoying. I and see them in church. In church I see everywhere. them in, 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 the, in, the, in the store. I see them here. I see right. them there, and they're annoying. Right. And there is no way that you, at one point, think, haven't thought, haven't thought that your child is an, is not annoying. Right. Right. So it was it was funny. So yeah. yes, um, it, it, it does good. sound kind of mean, but <laughs> oh my god, and. Financially, got back to school is also a pain oh, in yes. the ass. Yes. Um, I thank God that you know angels teachers and and with Sergio, you know he's in high school, so they're not asking for that much now. Right. But I can only imagine all that shit you've had to buy. Yes. Um. It's. <laughs> So I've been very fortunate. Um, so Chloe's bestie since kindergarten. Her mom and I have become very good friends, and she is just awesome, and they're an amazing family. And so I've been um, very fortunate that I haven't had to buy uniforms in several years because even though they're the same age, um, Chloe is is smaller than her. So I've been very fortunate to not have to buy uniforms, but. Um, just the supplies alone i had to buy from three different places because not everybody had everything that we needed and i'm still not 100 percent done i have like maybe 95 percent of everything mm-hmm. and so far i've spent 300 dollars for Yikes. one kid Yikes. going into third grade Yikes. so and that's without even counting uniforms and my friend who i just mentioned um gifted her uh had her pick out a book bag and is that's her gift for the beginning of the school year and she oh, gave her so one last awesome. year yeah it can be challenging it can be financially draining it mm-hmm. can be all those yes, things together yes. all in one and so. not just that, like the back to school is hard obviously with you know financially but dude i don't know about you but the summer this kid eats all day like and I, but I mean, maybe for you it's always kind of the same because I know you have always been the kind of parent that packs a lot of snacks, and Angel um, is on a restricted I get diet. I so. get made fun of. Yes, yeah. Angel used to take. Listen, I'm not even like, <laughs> and I, because I, I'm the same way. But Angel used to take. It wasn't even. Uh, I don't know what he takes now. Now that he's older, but when our kids were in the same school and they were little, Angels lunch bag was a cooler 
it was not a lunch bag you know the little thing that most no no no, no. angel had a cooler with a handle like this like the crap that you take to the beach Ponyo, no, no i mean but it was the soft ones you know it and was smaller ones it I, wasn't like a don't make it sound you know what gonna be like you know what i'm what the hell <laughs> i'm gonna have to post on here a picture, picture of what i'm talking about it's one of those that you see at the he still has one yeah i'm smaller sure one. i'm smaller sure one. no i'm sure a smaller one a smaller one but but then i get it i mean he is um uh, somewhat on a restricted diet so you don't want them you know you don't want him to have certain things at the school and i get that so i wouldn't want for my kid to at any point maybe he doesn't eat all of it but i don't want him to want something and can't have it so i totally totally get it that that that's my train of thought right but, you know i get made fun of but yeah. that's okay it doesn't matter they, i don't know if it's the anxiety of because he has a lot of anxiety and again the changes and right. you know everything going on i would want to eat the house too but he's also in an age he's a teenager he's 17 he's growing and i don't even know it's like literally all day i i don't even know i can't keep up with doing groceries he eats like i come home with the groceries he's so funny so i come home with the grocery he sees me come home with bags and he goes yeah mommy <laughs> mommy yeah he's not so happy to no. see me he's happy to see the contents he's like let me see let me see and he's like looking through everything like what do we got here well we're looky here looky looky but yeah all right oh, enough rambling all right uh mental health mental health is a big thing with parents with kids uh, under the spectrum special needs right. um it hits parents very hard yes uh diagnosis regardless of what it is it mm. hits uh, it hits you like a ton of bricks for sure it does mm -hmm. so we've talked about that you go through the stages mm -hmm. and it's basically like something someone died right and it's it sounds kind of weird yeah. saying something and, like that and i mean no this is, like i also think about like i don't want i <sighs> To people that have lost family members, right? I don't want to compare that because I don't want to discredit your pain. No, not at all. Mm -hmm. We don't want to discredit or or or. It's very hard to explain, but I can explain it in the most simplest terms. As in, you had an idea. Of right. what your life with your child, exactly. or what your child was gonna be like, look like, um, because this is everything that you. So I, I like it's not that you're mourning the loss of a family member or a child. You're mourning the life that the you idea, thought, the idea that you were gonna, that you, your child was gonna be, and and so it's not necessarily mourning the life. It's mourning the idea. Because it's, it's kind of one of those things that it's like, you had that idea, they tell you something that it's like life changing, right? And then you're like, okay, so none of that, all of that, goes out the window, right. out the door, whatever. And then this is a new life. This mm -hmm. is, they presented a brand new life that you didn't even think you were gonna live. This is it, right? Right alongside with all the other challenging 
things that come with it. So, yes. right? So, it, it's, I would explain it that way. But regardless, you go through the stages of grief. Mm -hmm. It is something that um, we all go through. The, right. the stages of grief are there. It's just a matter of not getting stuck on any. Mm -hmm. And the idea, I think the idea of um, going through the stages in a particular order or for a certain amount of time or... I hate um, it when people try to put that in a specific order um, because I, I can tell you, I've, I've accepted this life. I've accepted autism. I accepted my son way before the diagnosis and I accepted our new life. That doesn't mean that I don't go back and circle back to that doesn't mean I don't have, you know, sad days. That doesn't mean that when I see people posting pictures of back to school and prom and class rings and milestones and things that my kid should be going through now and isn't. That doesn't mean that I don't sometimes go in the rabbit hole. That's just Yeah. That's just the you way go, it is. You go you actually go in and out all these stages. Yes. Is a, the thing is not getting stuck in any of them. Mm -hmm. I, I, I say it and I say it and I say it because, you know, there's the, the five stages of grief. Um, one of them is denial. Right. And we see a lot of parents lot of that get yeah. stuck on that. Right. Which is the worst thing that you could do for your child. Right. Because you're not you're not doing you're not servicing your child correctly. Right. If you're stuck on that denial. Because you're not getting, you know, services. most likely you're not getting services. Right. Most likely you're not getting the right, you know, treatment or whatever it is that your child may need. You're, you're in denial. You're, you're stuck there. Right. And your child is like, okay, I'm here. I have this. And what do we do next? You right. Know? So, um, don't get stuck on it. Mm -hmm. Don't get stuck on it. And it's not something that... You go through the stages, boom, 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 done. You and you go through the acceptance, right? Right, right. And all good and dandy. No, no, no. We you we go, back, go back and forth. Definitely. You go back and visit. Yes, <laughs> those little areas and those little moments. Absolutely. Um. So, and, and, and whoever right. says that they don't, right? Lying. Yeah. And I think that even if you can, you can have. You could have accepted um, the diagnosis and you can you can have totally accepted. But at the same time, like she said, like you can be going back and forth. But that doesn't mean you, you know, I know that for us, we accept it and we embrace autism. And we, at the end of the day, like all I really want is for my child to be healthy and happy. Whatever it is that that, you know, whatever it is, it doesn't matter. It doesn't have to make sense to me or to you or to anyone else. It's what he needs to be happy and right. and that's really all i need but that doesn't mean that we've accepted it and we're not doing anything else it is what it is we're gonna always continue trying new things mm -hmm. i always say to like newly diagnosed parents always try the next thing always try that one other thing that you have a doubt of because you never know yeah you really just never know and I wanted to um, kind of uh, give you a little bit of those five stages. 
Um, there's denial. There's anger, right? There's bargaining. There's depression and acceptance. Mm -hmm. Again, you don't go through the stages, i.e. one after the other after the other. You don't. You go through them in your own way. So it may look different for each person, right? So I was looking it up. I'm here. Um, uh, this is under, um, what is this? University of Washington. University of Washington is counseling center. Um, one of the, the, the few places that I looked it up and mm -hmm. they show like the, they kind of break it down, right? right. And um, denial, right? Denial. Um, it can look like and it can feel like, right? right? So they break it down on all those. So with denial is, I'm going to read a couple of them. I'm not going to go through, you know. So denial, avoidance, procrastination, hmm. easily distracted. And then it can feel like uh, shock, numbness, confusion, shutting down. Right. So those things, mm -hmm. I feel, and I'm talking for myself, but I'm, personal I'm, experience. I'm also... 100% sure that we all have felt this mm -hmm. at one point or another. Right. And we sometimes go back to that. Mm -hmm. Because there are days, there are amazing days. And there are other days that it's like, I want to um, hmm. go to the moon and yeah. stay there. Right. Right? Yeah. Pretty much. So, so like, we, we had one of those days in my house yesterday. And... I actually got to the point where I needed a mental health break. I need a mental health break, to be honest, all the time. And unfortunately, we don't get it like as much as we should. I recognize that it's not. It's just not feasible for us. Um, but yesterday, I became so overwhelmed, and so I mean, I think I might have had like all of them at the same time, but I was very, very overwhelmed. And I literally just said to my husband, "I'll be right back. I can't. I just can't do this anymore." I'll be right back. And he's probably still wondering, like, what the heck? Like, because I just literally, like, I didn't even wait for a response. a response, nothing. I walked out of my house. And I just went around the parking lot, you know, like, around my cars. I took a few deep breaths. I just, I needed to, I needed air. I needed to clear my head. Um, I was probably outside circling my car. For and taking deep breaths, I want to say maybe 10 minutes. I walked back in and I said, okay, now I'm going to handle this situation. Um, but yeah, it's... Sometimes that's all it takes. Right. Sometimes you need a little more. <laughs> uh, but again, coping mechanisms, uh, identifying what's happening to you and, and your, mm -hmm. your being. I can tell you that I am the kind of tired that or the kind of overwhelmed lately that it the walk helped you know the the stepping out helped but my level is not at a point where i just need a day or a few hours off i am the kind of tired where i need 
a week long. Like, I don't even know how to explain it. Like, it's it's not the kind that is going to feel a whole lot different in, you know, a day. Or in um, a little moment. Yeah. No, no. But, you know, you got to do what you got to do. Wherever, what, whatever it is that you could do that's feasible for you to take a mental health break. Or whatever it is that is going to help you in that moment. Have you seen the real? Which one? Mental health check. Oh, Checked. yeah. Right, I checked. <laughs> I'm fucked. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. So, yeah. Yeah, that was that's what we said of our day yeah. yesterday. A little bit. So, another stage is anger. We have all been there. Yes. We all visit that stage yes. every so often. Yes. And it can look like um, sarcasm, being <laughs> aggressive or mm -hmm. passive or aggressive. Um, And one thing that I saw here, increased alcohol or drug use. Right. And anger can be self-destructing. Mm -hmm. You know, you can you can go to that stage. Right. Which I have met mm -hmm. some parents that have gone that to wrong. that. Right. Have gone there. Yeah. So, um, and it can feel like, anger can feel like, Uh, resentment, frustration, of course, rage. And I saw this and, you know, embarrassment. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I thought that was interesting. I don't, I don't think that's one I have at all, like, or I that I've had. No. Um, all the other ones, yes. Yes. And, uh, you know, they come and go. <laughs> um, but, and I think that the anger definitely for me is, is one of those. Um, even though I've accepted our life and I 100% accept everything else along with it, I still get, you know, lots of, of feelings of anger. Sometimes I also, you know, I often still say, why me? Why us? Why I... And I, I don't know if that's also the resentment or the anger or, you know, I don't know. I think I have a combo of a lot of them because um, I sometimes feel like, and I know other parents have to be going through this. I did everything right. I did everything right. And I see people that have these children that are you know excelling all the time and thriving and they smoked 20 cigarettes a day while they were pregnant <laughs> and i think i never had tuna sushi you know nothing that contained mercury i took my vitamins even though they made me sick i quit coffee cold turkey i read all the books i did everything how does this happen to someone like us i you know why why is it that you know so and so um drank alcohol <laughs> did um, you know all these other things and they're not living this life i remember that um when i was pregnant with angel i One thing that I did, do remember mm -hmm. that I was very depressed. Mm. I, I I had weird and and not the 
how can I say, very moody, very, you know, it, it was one of those things that it was like, it was, it was noticeable. Right, right. right. And, um. You also I, had a toddler. Yes. Yeah. So it was. Having a, a toddler when you're pregnant <laughs> or even a, a, a child the, the with special needs, that, it's hard. The thing is that, um, Sergio and Angel are one year and 11 days apart. Yeah. So yes, the toddler. You have a child pregnant. still in diapers. Um, it's <laughs> it's not easy. It's I can tell you like I mean I Justin wasn't a toddler anymore when when I got pregnant with Chloe, but Justin was about eight years old, eight or nine years old. But we were going through <laughs> a really difficult time during that time. Huh? You know, we go through a difficult time. Yeah, every you know so often, but. Yeah. During that time, um, it it was very very difficult. I thought that it was just that it the, like well, this is the difference, I guess, when you have a baby at twenty six and you have a baby at thirty five. But I was exhausted and overwhelmed and moody. And by the way, and also abs uh, abstaining from any type of don't touch me. I don't know if, if that's a little TMI, but that was another thing that I experienced, which, which if you know me, that's totally not me. Yeah. But, um, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Um, you, I remember getting, you know, just very moody, very, mm -hmm. you know, one moment, oh, great, good, all great. And then the next crying my ass off. And I well, started I mean, getting... You, and when you're pregnant, too, you have all these other, you know, hormones and, and everything is changing. So it's... But the pregnancy was different. The right. The pregnancy with Sergio was a bit different than That's with so Angel. interesting. And do you think there's a correlation there? I don't know. I don't know. But one thing, um, my blood pressure started getting, you know, going up. Mm -hmm. And I started having, you know, yeah, little went uh, stages where... And towards the end of the pregnancy, I had to uh, go home. Mm -hmm. I, had, I couldn't work. Yeah. Um, they had me on observation and everything else. Oh, yeah. And, um, and one thing I did, it was about eight months, seven, eight months. Um, I remember I was having a lot of pain in my legs and my back. Um, oh, yeah. And the, the blood pressure was, you know, going bonkers. Yeah. That's and actually when I was diagnosed with hypertension. I didn't have it before that. And then um, I went and I did an acu acupuncture mm. for the pain. Because I don't want to take anything. Sure. And I went for acupuncture. And I did maybe like two or three sessions. Mm -hmm. um, you know, to relax, to help. Do you, you feel know, like whatever. it helped? I, I've done acupuncture for similar things, but not while pregnant. I didn't even know you could do it while pregnant, but that's cool. Right. That's great. That's it's better than things, taking, you know, stuff that you shouldn't be taking. That's one of the things that when I got the diagnosis, totally freaked me out. Did I do something wrong? Mm -hmm. That's just so common. I was like, and all I could think of, and, and, and I search it up, and yes, yeah. you could do acupuncture while right. pregnant. There's certain things, right. certain of areas that they cannot that they touch. Cannot or, touch. You know, well, the whatever. same with even getting a massage. Right. There's 
there's a must there's when you're pregnant there are prenatal massages there's a reason why they're prenatal massages they um there's a lot that has to do with um with pressure points right so i mean even getting a pedicure i remember getting a pedicure when i was pregnant they would not massage my feet which is so ironic because i think that when you're pregnant is when you need a massage i know right but you know those things can induce labor so, so yeah i remember going back and being like what did i do oh my god it must have been the acupuncture. It, it must have been this. It must. Oh yes. Me atormente. I was I was torturing myself yes. for I don't know how long about that. Oh yes. I and you know like we said, you go through the stages and all these stages, but then you're mm -hmm. like, why me? Why him? Uh, what did I do wrong? Right. Uh, all that stuff. But I got stuck on the what did I do wrong? Yeah, that's a for that's such a real a tough time one. That I was like, oh, I gotta, I gotta. No. Yeah, that's a real tough one. I it can't, I can't do this, you know. Yeah. Um, and even to this day. Yeah, I have you have your thoughts. moments. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, I have and those thoughts. That's why I think that this conversation is so important to have because it it doesn't matter if you've already accepted it. It it doesn't mean that you're not going to have those moments Emotions and, 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 and go through the and go through that. It's it's like if you have a real traumatic experience and you you've been able to move past it and you know you're living a normal life and everything else but that still happened. That doesn't mean you're never going to circle back to that. Right. Another stage is they call it bargaining. Mhm. Mm and it, one of the things that it says that it can look like uh, overthinking and worrying, mm -hmm. uh, predicting the future and assuming the worst, yeah, and judgment towards self or others. There's other things, but you know, and I thought it was funny because I'm an overthinker. As yes, I'm as, an overthinker too. You know, normally yes, like always have yes. been and yeah that that goes through you know that, that and happens. i feel like that um the what you mentioned about uh the fear of the future or what was it it was uh predicting the future and assuming the worst yes that we've had a lot of that lately um especially with the loss of the services because i you know, this person that was with us for so many years is the only person that I ever left my child with and that I would, or I thought, like, I can't leave my child with anybody else. Mm -hmm. And I thought, we're never going to get a break again. How, if this person is not around, how are we ever going to get a break? And I've, I've caught myself several times. Listen, I know that eventually we will get a break again. And eventually we will find another person that, you know, that we welcome into our home and, and it's all going to be fine. But that's something that I've been circling a lot. And I can tell you that, by the way, women are not the only ones that go through this kind of oh, stuff. Oh, no, 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 no. We're talking parents. Parents. Because I can honestly tell you, um, and, I, you know, my husband is amazing with Justin and I couldn't ask for a better dad. Um, for my child but he struggles too you know he he struggles with a lot 
um, when it comes to this. And that is one that I see him struggle with a lot. The predicting the future and and I tell you, I, I often, um, I guess, scold him. I got Tom, stop being so negative, you know, and but it's I not. can't blame him. Yeah, it's <laughs> I, it, you know, I can't blame him for be feeling that way. That is actually a legitimate feeling. I mean, I feel like, you know, I know him well and I mm -hmm. know you well. And a lot of the parents, yes. We go through these stages and we feel this way. And it's right. not necessarily that we're being negative. It's just, it it just comes to, it, right. it, it algo que like, <laughs> it's natural. Right. It's natural. And it's yeah. okay to feel these things. Yeah. What, what we want to also get to, you know, we want to go through all the stages and we want to give you a little something of each. Right. That you can recognize it. You can work with it and move on and it's okay to feel these things yes you're human mm -hmm. you are human and, and even when you get past it because you recognized it you know and and you get past it it may come around the corner again <laughs> it may hit you me <laughs> exactly it's like oh okay so you're there? okay and that is also i mean yeah we're not mental health professionals no no, no, but no, we we've seen some shit. <laughs> some shit. But you know, yeah. Um, again, bargaining. So it can feel like mm -hmm. guilt. Again, oh, yes. the shame. Have you noticed that? Yeah. Uh, blame. Oh yes. Uh, fear and anxiety. Mm hmm. And then insecurity. All of the above. All of the above. A, B, C, D. Check, 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 check. Yes. All of the above. So, yes. yeah, that happens. Um, depression. Uh, <laughs> 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 depression. That guy shows up every so often and oh, just doesn't want to leave. Oh, son of a bitch. Yeah. Um, depression uh, can look like uh, reduced energy, reduced social interest, mm -hmm. uh, crying, um, and reduce uh, motivation. And you see here, it says sleep and appetite changes. Mm -hmm. mm. And it can feel like sadness, despair, uh, disappointment, mm -hmm. you know, overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. That that overwhelmed. Lo tengo aquí. For sure. Tattooed. Tattooed. Aquí. Right here. So, yeah, that can happen. Uh, and then the final stage, and again, you don't go through this in a specific order. Right. Right? So, acceptance can look like um, engaging with reality as it is. This is how it is right now. Mm -hmm. uh, being present in the moment, adapting coping, responding skillfully. We've been there. Mm -hmm. We are, um, some don't get there. Right. Or don't get there fast enough. Right. Right? So, and acceptance also can feel like um, courageous, validation, pride, wisdom, 
uh, self-compassion. Mm -hmm. So um, these are the things that um, we wanted to touch upon. We've been rambling a little bit uh, on each, but no, again, but I think it's 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 something to be said. It's something mm -hmm. that we want to let you know that it is okay. I just You're feel human. like even though we ramble, I feel like somebody's gonna watch this and be like, "Oh my God, I'm going through exactly the same thing," or "This keeps happening," or "Circling back to me," or what you know. I I just feel like somebody else will be able to resonate with this. Yeah, by what yeah. we've definitely encountered it. i can tell you from my experience mm -hmm. my personal experience when i got the diagnosis for angel it it was a very challenging time mm -hmm. i am divorced some of mm -hmm. you may or may not know i am divorced and my divorce was not a walk in the park right well usually isn't it usually, but isn't. It usually isn't but yeah like i think you know Sometimes it's more amicable than others, and you know there's right. there's other issues involved. Right. But still, yeah. to this day, we don't have a good relationship. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, mm -hmm. um, we're we're in a better stage of kind of like. I do believe that you are in a better in a better co-parenting right situation than you were right. years ago. So I, you know, yeah, kudos. I think it I think that when you can and I haven't been divorced but I think that when you can try to put certain things aside and and you know and that was the biggest struggle that's it's putting it's hard. stuff aside right to and focus, focus on, on the kids the kids that is that was the biggest challenge I want to circle back to when the episode where we had where we talked about your di um, angel's diagnosis and how your how you noticed your behavior in that room where he was given the diagnosis that you almost had no reaction at all and were like it's all good that's you know i'm fine and that's very even though you weren't and it's crazy because to say that you were in denial is crazy because you were there in the first place like if you would have been in an, in an actual like real denial would you have been in the neurologist's office seeking a diagnosis no, you probably wouldn't be, but you are a doer and you knew from very early on that something was off. So you or, or different. So you were trying to get your kid all the help that you felt that that was necessary. But even with that, there may have been some form of denial because of the way that it. 100 percent. 100 percent. Because we all fall in there. Because I, like, I've been like, how could I be in denial? I'm here. Like. Si, pero. No. Si, pero no. Si, exactly. Si, si pero, pero no. no. Si, pero no. Yep. Struggling with um, his denial mm -hmm. was oh, yeah. one of the things that I struggled the most. Right. Because, yes, I went through all the denials, but he got stuck. You know, all, all the stages, all the stages, all the right. the feelings of denials, even though I was there to get the diagnosis, I was there to mm -hmm. try to get him, you know, services. I was there to find out right. what else to do. I was, there, I was there. I was present. I was doing it. But you go through the stage, yes. right? Yes. So getting to that point and seeing the father of my child. Mm-hmm. Almost, I, I felt 
Right. I, I want to tell you, I felt like he did not accept me. Right. Right. And that I struggled with for a while. Right. So again, when you go through a divorce and um, when you have a special needs child and you go through a divorce, right? Please put all those things aside. Mm -hmm. Focus on what the real um, purpose mm -hmm. that you have is to bring up your children. Right. To get them what they need. Mm -hmm. To bring them up into this world that, you know, God knows how, where we're going to end up. But mm -hmm. we're here and we got to live, right? So you want them to be able to feel loved, to feel guided. And that's what we're here for. Mm -hmm. That's what parents are here for. So please. And there's a high rate of single parents. Right. You get married. You don't get married and say, oh, I'm going to get married maybe for a couple of years and then it's done. Right. No, no. You get married forever, right? You have children with this person. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. And then when I, what I saw from him, not, you know, basically... Just denying the diagnosis. Mm -hmm. Oh, no, it's not that big of a deal. Oh, no, he'll start talking soon. Oh, no, this and that. It, it was very dismissive, very, you know. Right. It's like. I always brought, feel like one parent is, and and not that that's always the case, but, um, you know, when we read uh, the book um, yes. from uh, Kate. Kate from mm -hmm. Finding Cooper's Voice. Which we love um, her, by which the way. Which we love her, by the way. Um, when we read her book, I know that she she goes into that a lot about how she felt that he wasn't doing what she needed from him. Or, you know, I think that's actually how she explains it. And um, there's always, it's not going to always, I'm not saying that it always is like this, but I feel like one parent, and a lot of times it's the mother, is the doer. And the other parent, yeah, you feel, because maybe they're not, but it's what you feel, retracts or just either doesn't accept it or doesn't think it's a big deal. Um, it happens a lot. I don't want to get too emotional about this, mm -hmm. um, but um, it, was, it was very challenging. And seeing... Um, the different approach from their dad it it'll i also struggled with it so i struggled with my own um mm -hmm. stages right and i struggled with his so it was yeah it was challenging but yeah. i feel like um with services for even for our kiddos mm -hmm. um psychological or psychiatric right um it's few and far between <laughs> yes yes and it's not in especially um, when they're older. Mm -hmm. uh, you don't see many people willing and able to take care of yes special needs and the challenges that it may bring. Mm -hmm. um, unfortunately, the stages, the puberty stage is a very, it almost, I feel, I'm going through it. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the stage 
this stage, I'm kind of tiptoeing around. Mm -hmm. I'm very sure mindful. I'm always checking on angels, right. seeing how he's behaving, right. any changes, because sometimes kiddos are doing great, and then puberty hits, and it all goes bonkers yeah. again. Right, right. Um, lots of regression can happen at that time. And actually, it could happen the other way around, too. You can have a kiddo who's had services on and off and you haven't seen a big or you feel like there hasn't been as much progress as you would like. Right. And then all of a sudden, a light bulb goes off and you and start seeing, you know, more up. language. Or, right. Mm -hmm. More language or, or whatever the case. But a lot of times we see that regression in the teenage years because and it's understandable. There's a lot of hormonal changes. Um, a lot of times our kiddos may not understand what's going on in their bodies. So that, I mean, it's, it's going to cause, it's going to cause issues, but, um, yeah. And, and a lot of times too, you have a child that may be doing very well and maybe you don't see a lot of regression cognitively, but other things start coming out as well. Like other, um, psychiatric medical conditions start presenting themselves around the teenage years one of these days we'll do a podcast mm -hmm. on on that yes um specifically on, on that. that yeah because we want to bring you numbers and we want to bring you all right. that information but we also want to give you a couple of um things that we've seen mm -hmm. uh Kind of examples of what we've seen, right? Uh, of course, not naming any names, mm -hmm. but uh, we we've seen a couple of things that, it, mm -hmm. it, and and I think that's why I'm tiptoeing around it, right? Um, kind of like, oh my god, oh wait, eh, you know, eh, this birthday was, I don't know, it was it was a little emotional for me. This birthday for Angel, mm -hmm. sixteen, the mark of sixteen, right. It was to me. I that day, mm -hmm. I was having <laughs> the mm -hmm. emotions were like pew, 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 pew. right. So it it was yeah, a little it just happened. It could sneak up on you. That's for sure. It can. Um, it's it can. definitely happened um, with us many many times. I I remember birthday fourteen was the very first time that my son blew a candle on the cake and it was super exciting and beautiful and all this other stuff but then you inadvertently you know it's it's like bittersweet right you you start thinking about it and you go down that rabbit hole again and you're so happy and you look at the video and it's so beautiful that he was able to blow a candle and you're like but dude he's 14 like you know how crazy is it like when you start thinking about it you kind of get to a part where you get a little sad that he had never blown a candle around that age he learned to blow his nose can you imagine then i started thinking my god like when i'm congested and i just want to blow my nose can you imagine the discomfort going you your entire life without being able to blow your nose guys it's <laughs> yes it's it's, it's it's a lot. It's, 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 we could get stuck on the it's, 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 yeah. because it's, it's, it's. Mm -hmm. Um, one thing we wanted to, uh, talk to you about, 
um, now that we're um, doing all of this, right. is the statistics for um, for the actual diagnosis. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that whenever I we got around the same time we got the diagnosis, it, it was, was 150. one fifty. One in one fifty. Yes. Right. One in one fifty. And what we're looking up here, okay, is actually right now is this. It is one in forty-four children in the U.S. is diagnosed with autism. Mm-hmm. That's a big jump. That's the latest statistic um, from, I believe, two thousand twenty-one. Right. And um, this shows that uh, one in every twenty-seven. One in every 27 boys. Mm-hmm. And one in every 16 no. girls, right? One in... Oh, sorry. 116. Get it? No. Oh. Mm-hmm. No, no, I can see, but I just read it wrong. <laughs> I think she needs them. Yeah, probably. Yeah. I do. No, I, I, I actually have some, but I don't use them. Entonces? Get the ball in. <laughs> So yeah, one in 27 boys mm-hmm. and one in 116 girls yes. identified with autism. Mm-hmm. That's the latest. Statistic. Holy shit. Yeah, it's it's incredible. And it feels like every, so every single time they do this, the numbers change pretty drastic. Um, I believe it was one in, uh, I think, 48, not that long ago. Right. Um, so that's, it's, it's eye-opening for sure. And I think that even when our kids were diagnosed, um, the prevalence in boys was always higher. I think it was like four times the amount. I think it's always amount. been higher. It's always been it, higher. Always, always. Um, I think it's four times and I believe it's still that. However, I do believe that lots of girls are being misdiagnosed or not diagnosed at all. Not just with autism, but with the umbrella with ADHD it's very commonly missed. overlooked and missed in girls so I do although I do believe that that it's not that the statistic is wrong but me personally I think that girls um were different and it's it, it can be very easily overlooked yeah so I do think that there may be more than there actually is for girls right. they're right. just not diagnosed and we're talking about diagnosed so that's why Right. But there might be more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, how we have said, I wanted to always, you know, go back and touch up on services. Services for psychological, psychiatric, for the kids diagnosed with autism or the families or parents right. of the kids, you know, diagnosed with autism. Mm-hmm. It comes few and far between. Mm-hmm. Um, now I'm seeing more and we even have some stuff on our website, um, that they're doing like, uh, groups, parenting groups and right. all that. But when we, when we first got the diagnosis, adonde coño uno iba? I will tell you though, too, that like, I remember getting, and I think you mentioned this before. I remember being just given some pamphlets. And, you know, they send you on your way when you get the diagnosis. Yeah. And they t- they usually tell you to join a support group. And they gave me, like, a printout of, like, you know, different websites and different um, organizations. I will tell you that in my case, when I looked into these things, 
I never found anyone that resonated with me. Like anybody who, um, and even years later, and and even when Justin was in school, like, you know, in pre-K and then in kinder, and he was in an autism cluster type of classroom, like in a self-contained program, where, and what that means is that it's a very small group. There's usually a teacher and an aide, for the most part, one or two aides, and there's usually no more than, I think 10 is the very, very maximum. And most of the kids either have autism or a related diagnosis or haven't been yet diagnosed when they're little. Then right. they're put this in, you know, in, in this type of setting in like pre-K. Um, and I always had the most severe kid in the class. I remember even years later seeing these people again, like these parents or these kids, you're running into them later on. And these kids had been doing a lot better or had been, uh, we they had seen lots of progression with the kiddos. And so I never, I never felt, not that I didn't feel comfortable. I just didn't, feel like anybody I resonated with any of them because they were all very very different than my and yes they're all very different but it it, it was just different and even now like even with like autism support groups even on Facebook I'm in a few of them there's only one I've actually eventually left most of them and there's only one where I really connect with these people because for the most part, I just didn't find them helpful, to be honest. And I and I don't think, I think everybody should do it. Yes. Because maybe you find your support and that circles back to your mental health. It's going to help you if you, you know, meet with other families and other parents that are going through similar situations. As for me, support groups made things worse for me. It made me more depressed. Because. And that can happen. In my case, it made me realize how, or it made me think back, like, how bad our situation is. Because no one else can relate to me and I couldn't relate to them. So, it was a huge reminder of where we're, you know, what what we're actually dealing with. So, I they didn't help me, but I recommend anybody to join support groups. 100%. Any support and you're going to, you, you know... You may not need it all the time, mm -hmm. but at a certain point, right. you're going to need a support group, um, seeing a psychologist. I can tell you for myself mm -hmm. right now, right now, uh, where I'm approaching 51 years old, mm -hmm. um, I had a hysterectomy uh, um, back in 2021. Uh, that put me in an immediate menopause. Mm -hmm. And uh, lots of hormonal changes take place. I feel like Because it's uh, like menopause. you're kicked into menopause. It's not the same when you gradually go into menopause as to when you have a hysterectomy and you completely get kicked into menopause. And it's I, a I feel like menopause is puberty... <laughs> on steroids right with a whole bunch of responsibilities on your back yeah true um makes sense. i i can i can't even 
I begin to tell you mm -hmm. all the different things that you start feeling. Right. Um, yeah, cough flashes, all that stuff. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, fine. Which that drives me insane because mm -hmm. nunca I've never been the one to be like sweaty or all that stuff and then to feel like, you know, you could be sitting down and you could feel sweat, you mm -hmm. know. It, not pretty it's not pretty but then there's the emotional which is what because because it, you feel all the physical right changes Makes right sense. but then when you feel all of that emotional changes mm -hmm. oh hell this is you know one one night i didn't feel well um i started sweating i started you know and it i wasn't doing anything right. it was just and I just started crying, right? Mm -hmm. And then I stopped and I said, oh, hell the fuck no. <laughs> I can't fall into this. No. But no. You I know what I love about us? What? How we catch ourselves on our tracks. Many people will just like drown and cry and I'll be like, but us, we're like, wait, 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 wait. I'm uh, one uh, tough wait. bitch. Snap out of it. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I get with the program. I didn't slap myself because you know, <laughs> pero I was almost gonna get yeah. there and be like, what? What? No, no. I gotta stop, stop, <laughs> stop. Yeah. And I made the decision to start therapy. Good. That's awesome. And I have been in therapy for maybe a couple of months, and it helps, guys. It helps. Mm -hmm. And in you know. I know that certain people be like, mm, I don't know, I don't know, I'm going to go in therapy. You don't to loca, you know. That's it's not, not whatever. It's not about Dude, being loca. it's not about, it's not about that. Listen, our level of loca, there's no therapist in hell that's going to fix no. that. Or you know, whatever it is, what it is. We've accepted it. Acceptance. No. Important to, to recognize that you need the help. Yes. And I think that most people have a very difficult time recognizing that you need that help and then once you recognize it that you need it then go and try to find somebody i have been looking for somebody i've never seen it so that's not true i saw a therapist a few years ago mm -hmm. um but it wasn't so much for i mean we did talk about autism and and other things but what i actually what we my husband and i saw a marriage counselor um nine to like 10 years ago guys anybody who knows us will be like what the hell did you see a marriage counselor for because we get along very well i mean yeah sure sometimes i want to wring his neck and you know it's it is what it is it that's is just part is. of marriage you know it's part after of so it. many years yeah but um we you know I, I i think that it does help even if you have a good marriage it's not a bad idea. I mean, it's not going to... But I, I feel like it did help. We didn't go to many sessions, which, ironically, we couldn't continue because we don't have anybody to take care of the kid. So it's like, you need the services to... Which is a whole other issue. You need the services to better equip you to cope with your situation, but you don't have anybody to help you to take, take care, care of, of the child, child so that you can you actually go. get to therapy. And there's also a level of shame too where you don't want to tell people that you that you're seeing anybody 
and you don't want to tell people and bring up, you know, you don't want to get any. But I feel now, nowadays. That's gotten better. Has gotten better. Yes. Um, but yes, you still find the whole thing of, you know, especially here in South Florida with the Latin community. Yes. Latin community can be a little skeptical oh, yes. about that. Yes. Um, and a lot and of judgmental. people believe that mental health isn't a thing and, and you know. And they can be a little judgmental about Absolutely. it if they know that you are getting therapy, which, whatever. It, I that, think that for us, like, I just didn't want, so it's, I don't find any shame in it. And I think that everybody should pursue it if they feel that, you know, if they recognize that they it can help them. I think that with me is I didn't want any questions because I didn't want anybody. I feel like when you're asking somebody, can you please watch my child so that my husband and I can go to our see our marriage counselor you're inviting them into having an opinion or you're inviting them into your personal life with your spouse and so i the few times that we went i had someone take care of justin for a little while and i lied about where we were going i told them we were going to a fundraiser for where we used to work together Really? Because I just didn't want anybody to be up on, up on my business. Like, I didn't want or we were going to do something for Justin or something for... I never said that we were going to see a marriage counselor. Um, and it was really... I think that mostly the reason why we were seeing the marriage counselor... I don't care now. Like, whatever. It is what it is. The reason why we were mostly seeing the marriage counselor was to be able to deal with with the back and forth that you may have in a relationship with when you do have a child with special needs or... Right. You know, and the like, disagreements over it. But for the most part, honestly, like, you know, we always got along very, very good. I don't want to discourage anybody because I already said about how support groups didn't help me because of my situation or it made it worse. I almost felt like I was, we got along so good and everything was always, you know, very nice. And when we would leave the therapy session, we would end up arguing over things that were said or things that were done at the therapy session and i'm thinking i feel like every this bitch is getting us in contra of each other like <laughs> like i don't even know how to how to like explain it but oh i felt God. that and i don't want to discourage anybody from from seeking either you know help. therapy mm -hmm. help or, or even if you feel like you need a marriage counselor any of that because I think it could help and this lady was super nice like we really liked her but I just felt almost like we got along excellent until therapy day therapy day we were at each other's throat which was not like us at all anybody that knows us knows that it's not like us at all I know so you know at the end of the day we did end up stopping but I would love to see somebody for myself and i would love for him to see somebody as well too um that they can freely talk about everything um i think that one of the biggest challenges that i find is that i would love to find someone who has experience with families with children with special needs and you don't find that and you don't find that that's very very hard to find so I want a therapist that, I mean, your therapist doesn't have to be just like you or go through what you're going through, right. but you have to be able to identify with them right? in some way so that you can feel more comfortable and they can at least somewhat understand where you're coming from. Right. Even though it's their job to understand, I don't know. I just feel like 
you know, and a lot of people will choose a therapist that is their same nationality or that, um, you know, it's, so that's fine. You know what I mean? But like with, I just feel like I would love to find somebody that has experience with families like ours. And I just haven't found one yet. I'm going to keep looking. I really haven't been looking lately. Um, but uh, I do see a psychiatrist every so often. But I'm not, um, but we don't do counseling sessions, if that makes sense. Right, right. So, you well, know. Psychiatrists usually, they just ask you a couple of questions. Right, How's it going? Right. You know, whatever. Okay, here, yeah. you go. So I see the psychiatrist usually through telehealth um, once a month for about 10, 15 minutes. And I'm on my way. But um, I just, I, I really do want to find a therapist. Do you feel like the therapy has helped? It has. Okay. It has. Good. We, I have not touched up, well, we have. We mm-hmm. have talked about, you know, my son, diagnosis, and everything else. But I think we're we're digging a little bit deeper. Mm-hmm. Um, in my family dynamics, overall, um, all these other things that... Good. I feel like... Sometimes you got to get the root of yes, yes. the problem and get right. it from way yeah. deep right. before you can address other layers. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah. It, and it helps. It helps. Mm-hmm. Listen, at, at the, the end of the day, if you cannot mm-hmm. go see a professional, mm-hmm. talk to a friend. Right. Um, just have them over and just have a little, you know... I don't know anything. Venting time. Right. You know, what what we call sometimes venting time. Right. You know, that kind of thing. It helps. It helps because mm-hmm. sometimes you bottle it up mm-hmm. and that is worse mm-hmm. because you may take it out on yourself or right. somebody that had nothing to do with True. whatever you're going True. on. So talk, talk, talk. Uh, listen, I, at one point, I saw... A, a podcast about mental health mm-hmm. and one thing that they talked about is about writing stuff down if you didn't if you can't yes, talk about journaling it, can really journaling help. Yes. can help thoughts ideas this that what, whatever it is write it down and mm-hmm. then read it back to yourself yes i did that for a bit mm-hmm. and i was like on you I, I agree i i think journaling is great I think journaling so, is great. And I think that even a lot of um, other um, parents and especially moms that start uh, groups like ours, you know, or, or whether it's a podcast or... Um, I think this is therapeutic. Or YouTube. Absolutely. It is therapeutic. I, I think this is... And in the process, hopefully we, we help someone else. Exactly. But, but um, getting it out there, I think um, I... You you can talk about this and and I think if I think it would help us and other people. I also want to say that like if you do feel like you don't find the person whether or you're not able to see a provider, um, we are not by any means like I said before mental health providers. But if you feel like you want to talk to somebody or you want to have that connection with another fellow parent of a child with special needs specifically with autism right we are also available like we you can shoot us a message on any of our social media platforms and we will get back to you or you know uh, send us a private message it's funny that you say that because mm-hmm. yes we 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 can we yeah. can we can give you i mean i cannot sit with you you know 
for hours. Right. But I can write something, give you something, you know. Even if even, it's just a word of encouragement. Exactly. It, it Sometimes that's all you need. Mm-hmm. And Absolutely. it's funny because um, one time, you know, out of the many times that we both have this, mm-hmm. that people uh, tell us, hey, listen, I have so-and-so that has a daughter or a son with autism mm-hmm. and they don't know what to do. Can they call you? You know, that's, right. that happens to us all the time. All the time. And I remember talking to a grandmother. Mm. Wow. Yeah. She unloaded a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, we started talking about, you know, she had um, guardianship of her um, grandson. Mm-hmm. This family had a lot of issues. Right. And um, she had issues with the IEP and what to do next and, mm-hmm. and what school. And, you know, I kind of walked her through it um, and gave her a couple of op- options. And then she just went off. And all I could do was listen. listen. That's all you need to do. Listen. So, guys, get it out. Yeah. Please, some way, somehow, write it down. Talk to somebody. Talk to a professional. Whoever it is, get it out. Mm -hmm. Because once you get it out off your chest, believe me, it's not going to make your life, boom, better. Right. But it's going to make it a little easier. I think just knowing that someone um, is listening, that you're being heard. And we may not be going through exactly the same thing, but maybe we've been there and that's a specific situation. Or, you know, even if it's just for words of encouragement, anything. Um, and yeah, I mean, any you guys can always shoot us a message or um, we can also, uh, you can also send us an email. Right. as well that's the best i think that that would be really the best way to communicate with us um and we'll you know do everything possible to get right back to you um and do you want to share our email spectrum mommies at gmail.com gmail. very easy spectrum mommies at gmail.com um before we wrap this up listen we could be talking about this i don't know how yeah. long we've been talking about this uh it's been over an hour it's yeah and um we could talk about it for a couple of more hours Mm -hmm. um we will try to address all these things separately Mm -hmm. in a different podcast um, because i feel like there's a lot more to all of this right right please please and i and i can't emphasize enough of please do not get stuck on any of the grieving stages especially denial Mm -hmm. especially denial no matter what especially denial and i can i can i can say it until i'm blue to the face because i've seen so many kids that need services and are not getting the services because the parents are stuck on that denial stage and just they won't do anything about it they know right Because it's not like they don't know. It's almost like you're afraid of getting the answer that you already know, if that makes sense. I And you know what? I guess, you know, maybe look at it this way. If you accept that maybe something is going on, something is different, and you can start services for your child, it's not going to hurt them. Nope. 
So let's say that you were wrong or that everybody else around you that is telling you that you're in denial is wrong. So they got a year of OT and they're ready to face the world. Like, who cares, right? That's not going to make you know, it or break it's it, not right? gonna, No, it's if anything, it's going to help. You know, like, you know, I had Chloe in OT for um, about a year. Her handwriting is better now. Now she can um, copy off the board and her, you know, the words don't go all over the place because she was able to practice that a lot in OT okay. and they showed her different strategies that helped her um, to get better at school. And Sergio went through a speech. Mm -hmm. He, when he was little, he had a list. So he mm -hmm. would, in, he had a, like a little list and I went ahead and I got him services. Of course. And, and there's no, there's. There's no shame Absolutely. in getting help. Absolutely. Whatever help you need. Right. Whether it's mental health, mm -hmm. uh, therapy. Whether it's for you or your child. Exactly. There's Just, no, I mean, then, you know, everybody's situation is different. But if it's something that is feasible for you, like I understand sometimes maybe you don't have health insurance or, you know, there's different situations. That too, yeah. That, you that know, sometimes can put a big stop on things, but... But if it's, you know, especially if it's for your child, you know, just get, you know, get them the services that they need. Yeah. You know, and yeah. Um, we're so glad that you're here with us. Uh, thank you. Thank you for being here. And we're, we're here for you. So um, you could find us at SpectrumMommies.com. The Spectrum Mommies. M-A-M-I-S.com. Lots of resources there. Also, our YouTube channel, um, Spectrum Mommies. Please don't forget to like and subscribe. And social media, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. So you can find us. We're everywhere. Yep. We're everywhere. There is no excuses. You can find us anywhere. Glad you're here and thank you. Thank you again for watching us. Thank See you. See you next time. Bye.